Welcome to episode number 136 of Final Boss TV, your WoW Endgame rating show. I am your host, my name is Adam K, aka Bay, and today it's Restoration Druids, talking about trees and bark and mushrooms and other things that grow in the forest, I suppose. Next week should be the Feral Druid show, and the week after that should be the Barely Bear Bears with Guardian Druid. It might be a triple guest show, so stay tuned to that, just because of the situation that with Guardians right now. But today, just two Druid guests. But I have to give a quick shout out right off the bat, of course, to the assistant producers of Final Boss TV, those supporting the show at that extra huge level on Patreon. So thank you, Truffles, Ludovicus, Tazlin, R4, and Delthier, for your continued support and... If you would like to support the show at an extra level and get more podcasts, more of them, up to four a month, then you should head over to the Patreon page. The Resto Druid BTS podcast will be going up today after this show, and of course the YouTube recording and all the audio-only versions to follow. But the show notes are available. These are the BTS podcasts. They're only right here. They're only right here. So you can listen to all the extra, there's the Vengeance one, there's the Discipline Holy Priest one, there's the Shadow Priest one. They're all posted right there on the Patreon page if you would like to do so and get more of us nerds talking about World of Warcraft. But enough about me talking about World of Warcraft, let's introduce my guest today. First up, Torty. Welcome to the show, sir. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm, I'm ready to talk about Restoration Druids, are you? There's no drinking games on this show, right? I I am. Oh, I'm drinking without the games. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it comes with the territory, right? You have to, I guess, to at least, you know, just function. Is that part of the part of the gig? Yeah, well, what else would you do? It's true. I mean, you said it's freaking snowing over there right now. Ah, oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it just, just terrible. And joining you today, co-guesting, there's Leaf. Hello, sir. Welcome. Hello, hello. You're here to you talk. Know, you're here to talk about all the math, and Torty's just here to just drink and make fart noises, right? That was what we discussed, right? Okay, yeah. That's just making sure we're on the same page. But there is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to go over on the show today, just because I, I have. I think this is the first show that I'm scared for my Chrome window, because I have so many things open to go over from your weak auras, from your different tool sets, from your Google documents, from all the different things you guys have put together is just silly. So I'm ready to just dive right in here. I'm going to jump back over here to Leaf real quick. Do you want to introduce yourself to chat? What do you do in the, the WoW sphere for Restoration Druids? And what is your background as a, a healer in the worlds of Warcraft? Uh, well, mostly I work on the coding side of... Um... Resto Druid Discord uh, theory crafting. I'm the author of the Resto Druid Stat Weight Week Aura, uh, which a lot of people, I guess, have seen by now. Um, I'm also the author of the upcoming add-on expansion, Leaflet, which is going to do some pretty neat things for Resto Druid theory crafting. Do you have? Because I don't think I have anything to show for Leaflet itself, right? Because you're still working on it. Like, what's that supposed to do? 
Uh, Leaflet is um, not a sim, but just like uh, Russell do it's that way. It's, it takes your real uh, real time data from encounters that you've done, uh, mm-hmm. you yourself have done, and kind of runs analysis on them. But the add-on takes that a step further and allows you to do that for encounters you've done in the past. So if you're on your 30th attempt on Mythic Dan, you can uh, check out what is the best gear combination by replaying uh, all of your previous fights and running calcs on them using different gear that you have in your bags. Yeah, so I have so I have like the weak aura page here. And how what's the step that you are going through to get a weak aura to become an actual full-fledged add-on? Like what do you how do you transition that from from one like platform to its own contained thing? How do you how do you do that? Uh, mostly it's about 98% of it is just building a GUI for it, and that, to me, is the worst part ever. But, yeah, oh. <laughs> just building a visual interface for it is 90% of it. Because when you when you kick out this and you do this weak ore, you get a, a plug-out like this, right? So the leaflet, and it shows you your current and your totals, and then you have your your different, like, weights and things. Like, walk me through, what, is this, what does this do? Uh, so, let's say you, you start an encounter. Let's say you're starting on Scorpion. Um, the fight begins and the weak aura wakes up. Every heal you perform that doesn't have any overheal on it will uh, will feed through the, the weak aura. And the weak aura will run like a lot of numbers and calcs. And then at the end of the fight, it'll sort of sum up everything to figure out which stat would have given you how much more healing at the end of the fight. The total is for the whole play session, um, something that's probably not going to be in the add-on version, since there's going to be a visible history and a, and a, a menu that shows you all of your past fights. But... Um, Essentially, it sort of does the math for you. At the end of the fight, that'll be a set of, of, of pawn string uh, values that you can just plug into pawn, or if you want to do your own math. But those are your stat weight values. Your most valuable stat will be valued at one, and everything else is sort of weighted around that. That's a lot of... And that's just like the, the tip of the iceberg for those listeners and viewers right now on how many things we're going to dive into on the course of the show today. Because then Torty... How about you, sir? What's your your background in the the WoW sphere? What do you do for uh, Restored Druid side of the game? Uh, mostly call people names in Discord chat and wow. in my free time. <laughs> <laughs> in my free time, I uh, do a spreadsheet called Twigit for Druids. Now, I'll bring this up on screen, and of course, we'll we look through this stuff sort of late. But like, this is. Every time that I see these huge spreadsheets that incredibly smart nerds put together, this is like the this is mostly for this one I'm looking at right now. This is the 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 main. This is for stat weights and trinkets and stuff like that. And you have your calculators here, and you have your instructions on how to actually do this thing. You have your you're able to paste your logs in as well to get all your different like. Yeah, just to make the spell distribution easier easier yeah of course i mean i have yeah. there's every time i so go you wouldn't do it manually right right, right you course. just based on load. right 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 it's just there's so much going on here so is that is that all you is that all you do just just this one there's nothing else that you want to uh, i guess no no that's all the stuff i do only that's that's all the only yeah. stuff you do what other um what other folks? I think oh. he's uh, underselling it a bit. Um, yeah, the spreadsheet has a lot of advanced functionality. When it comes to comparing comparing one thing to another, I think Tordy is sort of the theorycraft king here. Like 
I can't tell you, just not that I can't, but I haven't done the math on hand, the value of every relic to an exact point, right? Or relic uh, trait to that point, where the spreadsheet sort of has a ton of neat things like that put inside of it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on here that I think in a certain degree as we are in this age of Discord and the growing popularity of these Google documents and GitHub resources and things like that, that they these sort of evolving for each spec, right? But I'm a DPS standpoint and just like to sort of downplay, you know, DPS for the most part, we have priorities and there are, you know, some RNG involved in like every DPS spec, but having the ability to figure out all this stuff from like a healing standpoint which is so much less granular than you know hit boss hit ads don't stand in fire from like a dps standpoint right dead dps is no dps etc there's so many little things that i that i'm learning about that the healer toolboxes have just grown so much over the last expansion ish so this stuff is wild you guys can't be doing all this by yourselves, right? Do you have any other shout-outs you want to give to the the fellow restoration druids that are in uh, in Discord that that work on these things with you? Anyone else of note that needs to be thanked for their their time? Yeah, I guess there is a legendary analyze tool made by Faden and uh, mastery stacks made by Draki in Discord. Those are mainly like the two tools we use. And there's also the amazing Discord community that's always like nerding out and trying to, you know, pick at everything, see if we can pick it apart. And uh, Licks from the Discord, uh, Druid Discord as well, who organizes everything into a really uh, easy to understand set of pins. Yeah, so I'm going to, so what, what we're talking about here, so there's these, this is the legendary gear analyzer chat. And if you haven't touched this, this is so funny. So you put in a log. And you'll select a fight or a wipe or whatever. I just brought up this this wipe recently, but you put you plop this up here. You'll get this screen at the very end that it it breaks apart all of your different pieces and whatnot. But it, it it's it's impressive as heck because it actually like real time will analyze all of your. I mean, it's like usage, it's the benefits you get from, like, the Drape of Shame is right there, obviously. Like, how much extra healing I suppose you're getting from that. Just, there's so much going on here. And this is the Legendary Analyzer. And then you also have the Resto Druid Analyzer, sort of the same thing. Mine broke, I can't actually use it myself. But you put in a log, and then it kicks out all these results. Like how much healing done, your overhealing done, your rejuves casted, rejuve buffs, rejuve ticks, like all of this, all of these things. There's so much mastery stacks, average hots on targets weighted by, I, I don't even know how to read this stuff. It's, it's baffling things, but again, it's all nicely pinned and put together in your, uh, in the discord. So go check that out if you... If you need to. Uh, when we were setting up the show, there was this statement that you made, Leaf, about the the empty glass and the full glass and sort of how you oh, guys... Oh, the have... problems with the uh, healer simming? Right. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Like, how, how did you guys get to this point to figure out to make these tools? Right. So if you're a DPS, you can use SimCraft. That's the easiest thing in the world, right? Somebody has simulated everything we need. Uh, or everything you need there. 
Um, if you're a healer, you can't really use a sim because a sim works on correlation. Uh, if you have a patchwork fight and that's very similar to the fight you're working on right now, then you can use a patchwork sim to kind of work out how much you should be doing, what your stat weights are, and so on. But for healers, every fight is different, every attempt is different, every boss is different, every healing composition is different, and so there's way too many variables that just make sims kind of impossible. So the analogy I like to use is um, if you're in a restaurant, your job is to serve drinks, and you want to know how fast you're going to serve drinks, how fast you can serve drinks. If you're a DPS, it's easy. It's five glasses of water. How fast can I fill up these five glasses? But if you're a healer, each glass is a customer. Some customers drink a lot. Some customers don't drink at all. Uh, some customers break their glass and need to be removed from the raid. Every glass is different for a healer, so it's impossible to really sim. So the best way, the best approach we can use is use real time or real life uh, healing that you've done with your healing comp, with uh, your raid team, with that boss, with your healing style, with your town setup, and kind of work from there. Yeah, it's you said that in the in the the add-on that we put in together, it'll actually it stores because like the the screenshot you gave me from from Leaflet to go back to this, this was what you just did like a random heroic before the broadcast today, and it just get it you pile compile all this data from from that run. Yeah. So that was a random heroic scorpion. I think I just joined oh, any okay. old run. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Yeah. It's so. so interesting. Go ahead. The left side is the leaflet add-on um, is what it's going to look like. You're going to see something there like heal per cast time, which is kind of complicated. Um, so I won't go over that here because it's still being iterated on. And the right side is the more simpler uh, weak aura. You can see the numbers are a little bit different because the, the leaflet add-on is sort of bringing the uh, analysis game another level up. So mm -hmm. uh, when the add-on released, you're going to not only get a lot more functionality, but the calcs will be a lot more accurate. So, like for for like a wrestler druid on progression, for example, you'd you'd be able to like keep checking your wipes and then like amend your your sort of gear choices and go forward based on what you're seeing actively happening on the last few pulls, right? Because every every boss fight is going to be different, especially on new stuff that comes out in like Tomb of Sargeras, for example, where you can kind of get a feel for what's going to happen, like what kind of boss fight, what kind of damage you're going to see. But once you actually see it and experience it then you can sort of fine-tune and tweak from there. Exactly. So if you want to know which of these two helmets is best for you, uh, you select all 30 of your last uh, Mythic Gul'dan attempts. You run the replay with your new helm on, and it'll give you, say, 5% more healing or 3% less healing. Or, hey, this helmet's from Wad. You probably shouldn't wear it. Well, I mean, yeah, don't. that would be a little bad, but... Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. But uh, we just dived in, or it just splashed onto us some other simile there but uh, 7.2 is here and upon us and if you're if you're in the US right now there was some server problems earlier today so um, let's have fun for the last few hours with all three buildings alive because that's okay just free world bosses and it'll roll over into Tuesday we might get two world bosses this week because of the, the reset we don't know how the nether disruptor works I don't know with resets but that's fun but Torty, were there any crazy changes that Resto experienced in patch 7.2? Like, what, what's changed, if anything, for Resto the Druid? Cra the craziest change was definitely the shoulders change that got buffed from the bottom to legendary to, like, top two legendary. And they're now completely insane. So they changed and... from 
a really awkward moment, so we'll, we'll we can bring him up right here, I guess. So because we'll definitely go into this later on in the legendary stop. But it's when you rejuvenate heals a uh, heals a full health target. Its duration is increased by three seconds, up to a maximum total increase of fifteen seconds per cast. And this this sort of taglines into like, is there anything broken with your class right now? But this is the this is the only thing you want to really bring up. So what what is the what's broken about these shoulders? Well, the broken broken part is that they're too strong, and like then the the part where they don't work as advertised in the tooltip, they base they don't actually add three seconds to uh, when they overheal, they add the duration that's rounded to the nearest whole number of ticks. So it actually depends on your haste, how much uh, seconds they add. And there is a whole spreadsheet done to show like how how much they increase the duration by. And there are breakpoints introduced by them, which is, I don't know, I don't know if that's intended or if just byproduct of their new mechanic on those. Yeah, I'm popping up on stream right now, as you can see in the top right corner, that it's page one of nine about how these shoulders work. So, like, what should happen is plus three seconds added to rejuve when it procs. But what does happen is three seconds added to rejuve when they proc, but the duration is rounded to the nearest whole number of ticks. So you get no shoulder procs, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, like examples of how the, the time works. And then you have, like, different haste percentages and how the ticks work in that regard and how long your rejuvenation lasts. Here's a huge breakdown of tick rates for persistence. Like, it's... You guys have figured it out. It's like, I think that that work was done by Bastis, right? That's the truth? Yes, it was. I wouldn't have even thought this when I first got it. You have, like, time till damage, your rejuve, your shoulder procs, Wasted ticks, extra ticks. This is so much. And then conclusions down here. And then it's just. You have the note here about like tier 19 four piece. Like not worth equipping without or without the tier 19 four piece. And, and there's some final notes down here and images you guys can check out. Again, this will be pinned in Discord. But how long did it take you guys to figure all this stuff out? <laughs> A week, uh, a weekend. <laughs> the community again is is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's not just us. It's really just a lot of people working together. The only other thing that we had on here is now we look ahead for patch seven point two point five, and seven two five is going to bring a whole bunch of targeted changes to classes and specs more so than the other. But the only thing you guys have so far on the horizon for Resto Druids is a cultivation nerf. But you don't think that's going to be all? It it might probably not be. Um, I mean, cultivation's currently strong in both tick value and for the mastery stack it applies. But we were already pretty strong going into uh, 7.2. And then we actually had good legendaries. Uh, so that sort of may have change things. I, I don't know what Blizzard thinks at the moment, so I can't really speak to that end, but um, I think this is just maybe they're trying out where they want to approach, uh, maybe downscaling us a little bit. Maybe downscaling the value of Mastery a bit, too. I guess 
with the cultivation nerf being the first thing on the chopping block here, and it's like a small one, is just, is that's because cultivation just propagates like you always use it almost every encounter. It's just so much extra free healing right now in the way that the healing meta works, or is that just because the is because the, the the another part of that is the other the other two talents in that tier are um, at this stage non viable. So, um, Tree of Life in, in Soul of the Forest doesn't really have a place in Nighthold. So, it could be that they're just attacking that problem instead of an overall healing uh, imbalance, but again, I can't really see where they're going. Hmm. That change actually just brings the cultivation to the, the value we had before 7.9. Yeah. Then it got buffed by 20%, and then it gets brought back to that value we had in the expansion release. There's always, so if you don't know what cultivation does, so currently it's, it's when rejuvenation heals a target below 60% health, it applies cultivation to the target, which is a 144% spell power heal uh, over six seconds. And this interacts with your mastery. It's also free healing. There's no other way around it. It just does what it does. And you're already going to be, you know, slamming out a bunch of rejuves over the course of an entire raid counter anyway. So it just becomes... I think it becomes too good just because of how it interacts with how you heal right now. It just also requires almost no thought. You just play so like true. you play and you get it. Yeah, It's mindless and not only mindless, it's also critical. It always goes to the target that needs it the most, right? Right. Because it would, it would proc on them when they take... When they take that uh, that big damage, but also in seven point two artifact traits, we all got new artifact traits. Uh, I don't have a uh, image exactly of like a leveling path, but uh, Leaf, do you want to walk me through like what the the pros and cons of your new traits for Gahanir, the Mother Tree, were that you just got that you're working on right now? Uh, you mean the, the the new four or the seven that can follow after? Well, yeah, the, the, the new, new four are yeah, incredible. Four. Yeah, just general. Um, increasing the duration of uh, Essence of Gahanir is huge, massive. Um, also, the Golden Trait. Uh, that one is also pretty great, uh, but that's it, it's more of a fight by fight uh, level of greatness. It's sort of like a amazing on Krosis, useless on Triliac sort of deal. Um, but they're both pretty great. Uh, we definitely saw a nice uh, a nice benefit from seven point two. Yeah, so I, the questions I had for this one was obviously the the four extra seconds for Eternal Restoration is definitely strong. But how does Joy of Spring work? So Eflo's healing is increased by 20% on a target that it's remains in it. Yeah. It's, well, that one is actually like so poorly designed because there is an invisible buff when you get a heal from Eflo that increases the healing you receive from Eflo by 5%. And it lasts around three seconds, I believe. Hmm. So, and you actually can't track it at all because it's invisible. Um, I think it's I think it's five seconds. But yeah, essentially, that doesn't. Yeah. It won't. In fact, if you have a whole raid on your Eflo, it won't hit the whole raid. Right. Because yeah. Eflo by itself, I mean, Eflo reads that it only heals yeah. three injured allies every two seconds. So. Yeah. There is also an unintended, uh, I guess anti-synergy with the uh, Spring Blossoms, which is tier 19 talent, since Spring Blossoms will always 
will make your airflow prefer people without it before healing anyone else. So if you have entire raid in, in your airflow, you would actually lose the joy of spring benefit. Oh, because the the spring yeah. blossoms it supposed will, to proc on people that actually need the healing. Is that what happens? Is that no? It just it procs on people that don't have the buff. Oh, they don't have the buff. So, yeah, the spring blossoms. So the spring blossoms will heal different people all the time, but joy of spring works on like healing the same people over and over. So that's kind of an anti synergy. So. If you have like nine people in uh, Eflo, um is not going to hit the same three people over and over or, or with Spring Blossom. It's not going to keep applying Spring Blossom to the same three people and over again. It's right. going to try to hit all nine, or if you have 20% hate, it's going to hit all 12. Um, but this is a problem with, with that um, artifact trait, because if you're not hitting the same people, you're not reapplying the buff. Yeah, There are actually a lot of problems with both Joe Springs and Spring Blossoms. I, I, I guess we can touch on it later. I guess to to a degree, there's it works in like it'll work in Mythic Plus just fine though because you can all have everyone standing at it essentially, or your tank in a melee, or you know you and your tank in your melee or something like that. So I guess it has the benefit there, but yeah, it definitely seems like it's awkwardly diminished in raids. Hmm. Uh, and considering our our uh, well, what they tweeted to be our four piece for the next tier, I really hope they fix that. Right. Yeah, we can, we'll definitely touch on that a little later, but Deep Rooted, like you said, your new Golden Dragon, when you Rejuve, Regrowth, or Wild Growth heals a target below 35% health, its duration is refreshed. So, does this proc, like, instantly? Because what if you Wild Growth your raid and you're all below 35% health, do all the targets just get, like, one tick? And then it instantly just refreshes to give you yeah, an extra free one, or yeah, it refreshes and it follows the same formulas that are in that uh, shoulders document that you showed before. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a bit wonky, but yeah, it's pretty great on progression. I guess right now because we have the inflated health pools for the current year, it's not working as great. But I I think it will be much stronger in tomb mm. some years. It's sort, of, it's sort of like the opposite of shoulders, really. It's, it just fits the other end. So shoulders keeps the duration going when content is easy, and that keeps the duration going when content is hard. Right, yeah, because they both affect different... Because obviously shoulders affect when it heals a full health target, and this only does when they're low health. So it's like a very interesting, good... It's not really a synergy, but it definitely bolsters either effect, essentially, to have both of these now. That's pretty yeah, wild. It's it empowers our already strong the the cultivation thing that we do much more healing on targets that are low HP. Right. So it kind of makes it even more. So empowered. is there is there a, uh, a a a trait leveling priority? I assume you go for your golden dragon first. Where do you go from from there? Like, what's the what do you target after those those new ones? Well, I actually made it the the relic relics in my in my spreadsheet, so you can go to Calcstab and see there for yourself. But in general, it's always persistence first, which is the duration of reach of increase, and then we go to either Grove Walker or Knowledge of the Ancients, which are pretty close to each other, and then from there, all the traits are kind of 
getting a lot weaker than that. So it's infusion of nature, then natural mending, then essence of no, no, yes, essence of Nordrasil, and then yeah. the last traits, uh, kind of whatever, almost uh, don't do anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. So you have like, is this like HPS increase? This like twenty eight seventy three I'm seeing here for like for Grove Walker, for example. Is that what? Like how much it those is? those are supposed to be intellect equivalents. Oh, intellect equivalents. Oh. Yeah, it's showing wrong numbers for you right now. Right. No, stream. it definitely is. It, it's a little broken yeah. for sure. Yeah. But like for me, they're showing seven hundred for persistence, for example. Okay. And then. 300 for Grove Walker and 400 for Knowledge of the Ancients. Okay. It will it will depend on the fight duration, your spell distribution, like how many regions you had, like how long the fight was, which will increase the Knowledge of the Ancients, which is like our minor region uh, trait. And then like for Infusion of Nature, it depends on how many Wild Growths you cast. Okay. So, yeah, it it will vary from fight to fight and from druid to druid. That's what it's weird again about like the difference between when you break down a a artifact for like a DPS for myself, right? Like we have we know how much damage essentially each trait will give us, and it's really kind of linear. All the DPS specs have figured this out back on the PTR when these were coming out. You know, you go to your you go to your golden dragon, then you go you know this one, this one, this one, this one, and it just goes forward. But with with healers, I guess it, it would kind of depend. You can sort of like, because eventually we'll all have all the new traits anyway, and we'll be working towards the Concordance of the Legion fall, right? So we'll all be there eventually. But right now, I guess if you're still progressing, there might be a like a, a different path you could take with after you get your, you know, deep rooted. You can go from from there, which not everyone can get. To. I know tanks had a wishy washy time. A few different tank specs had like one path planned out, and then it, it's changed. All of a sudden, which kind of is good or bad, about you know the AP grind that you may or may not have wasted some, but and when we're when we're talking about Gahania right now and sort of how the rest of Druid works overall. When I was looking through all the different traits you guys had, and I've done multiple hours and hours of testing, and I made two videos on every single spec during the beta, and these have obviously changed now, but I don't think there was a lot of other healers in the game that got just as much like random like triage ish healing from a lot of their abilities like so much of the rest of druid kit at least in your artifact weapon is just like extra free heals here or an instant heal there or again like with deep rooted now your hots just refresh and keep going there so is like how is the tree healing faring in legion now like how does it fit how does it work Leaf, like, what is your take on all of that side of how you heal? I think the um, I think Deep Rooted is more of an attempt to solve some of the playability or some quality of life issues with, with Russell Druid. So, Russell Druid, um, we do our healing 18 seconds in advance and then we kind of just prepare for big events that way. That's a kind of the bulk of, of, of our healing, uh, that's not sort of tank or mechanic based. Um, and so what, what what the shoulders and what um, Deep Rooted try to do is they try to make it a little more, well, the event's over, now what? You know, do we do start for the next one? You know, do we just sit and wait? So now when the event's over, we actually 
still have hots rolling we can sort of parlay that into whatever comes next uh, we can have a little more fun with our flourish timings kind of extend some durations um, so I think it's a really good change I think it's like a really good direction it's not just an output increase it's sort of, uh, just interacts really well with the way we plan uh, for mechanics uh, as for where the class as a whole sits I, I think we're pretty good all around we're much better at tank healing than we used to be um, we're amazing at AoE healing great at uh, big event management, so WrestleJet's pretty good right now. Be happy with it. What do you think, Torty? What, do you have anything to, to add to the how Resto is faring in Legion right now? Oh, I think the the way the class, the spec plays is really good. I'm really enjoying it. They nailed the class fantasy. There are some things that I would love to be, I guess, tweaked a bit. Like the Spring Blossoms thing, Joy of Spring be a bit more uh, like clarified in the tooltip, have a buff. Yeah. Other other than that, like the big picture is, oh, I really like it so far I, in Legion. Do, do you know what I love? Hate the new Flow graphic. Oh no! I wasn't really gonna bring that up. That's a good point. You love hate it. Hmm. Go on. Nobody can see it but me, and it's beautiful and, and, and glorious. And, I, and I, sometimes I put it down because it's just so pretty, right? Well, but then we, Ray's, nobody even notices it's there. Uh, do, you, do you mean that you get more graphic on your end? Because I definitely see the really beautiful nature rune on the ground. If it's that's what just you... the edge. The edge is just not very thick. Okay. I mean, uh, it's it's way prettier than, speaking as a shaman, rainfall, where I put like a little, like, wet, damp puddle on the ground. Like, I wanted to look the way it looks right now. I just wanted to, like, really highlight that edge. Oh, okay. I really don't like how it looks, to be honest. Hmm. I much prefer the previous one. The I guess there was definitely a, a thing about how some of the spell effects in the game were looking way too much like... Not to poke fun at Wildstar, but how their entire game is in the tell system, right? The, the graphical tells, right? All those... Everything is a colored box in that game. Everything. And some of the older spell effect graphics, like look at the new Starfall, for example. Like that really faint, starry, you know, circle. So it kind of like blends better into the game. It doesn't look like such a hard-edged, I guess for a healer, for precision, you want to make sure you've got that heal where you want it. And sometimes you don't really know where the, the effect could be, I suppose. It's nice that they toned down the effects from other classes, so it's less spammy, especially in melee. But um, some things are meant for interactivity, right? And that's right. one of them. So uh, making it a lot lighter but prettier. That's, I mean, the quality. I think on its own, like if you just put it on a board, it looks so pretty. But uh, functionally speaking, I think we've lost a lot there. Mm. So it's know. more. It's more like I find myself being a lot more aggressive about like having to reposition it before, where I was. Literally just refreshing it to keep it 100% up, right? I didn't actually know that you still had your little derpy mushroom in the middle of it until like recently when our wrestle drew just plopped it down like when we were just sitting around buffing. I thought it was just like the really pretty graphic, but the mushroom still plops down in the middle. So Yeah, I love that thing. I mean, nobody can see it, but it's cute. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. But so they nerfed it. You, you can't wild charge to that mushroom anymore. Yeah. Well, it, 
it doesn't exist like as an actual thing. It just like as a yeah, you can't target it. Challenge oh. modes and watch. We're being exploited yeah. with that. Mm, yeah, I see. So then, on the same sort of topic, then, what sort of healing priorities? Like Leaf was going over how you like prep for events. Kind of sounds like discipline priest, right? You have to like pre bubble, pre atonement, and then like you act on boss damage or whatever's happening in the event. But from your side of things, Tordy, like what do what do restoration druids like? What are your healing priorities then? Like what are things that the Restor druid has to always keep in mind, or what sort of things do you hold? to be like what you actually pay attention to the most. Yeah, I guess uh, rest druids are very similar to these priests in that way. Like we would pace a bit, pace ourselves a bit when there is low damage and then we will just start spamming before the high damage and before we flourish or essence of Ganir or Valence, if you have it. And then you'll just pop those and get huge numbers. Like our burst can be insane. With, like if you prepare for the burst, you can do insane numbers. I've been checking some of our logs on Lissant, and uh, in the on the pool, I checked the timeline when our shaman was doing healing tide, and at the same time I popped everything, and I actually outhealed him during that time <laughs> he had healing tide. Well, that's uh, I, I mean, what, healing tide and like double stream and like healing rain down rest of shaman sort of that, that's about all they can do and spam chain heal you can prep so much more especially with how you know essence of gahanir works so yeah i can i can imagine that that so he's be. talking about some next level sniping yeah oh yeah mm. he's mm, is that like <laughs> are there any misweavers in chat who knows about heal sniping even though revival right now is kind of oh but yeah Poor revival. So then, I suppose then with, like, how Blizzard always talks about the healing meta in this game, right? Like, damage should be smooth and healers can react to it and it'll be, like, consistent here and there. But, like, as we've gotten into now, we're all, we're basically done with Legion Tier 1. We saw Legion Tier 2, which is, Tomb of Sar which is um, uh, the Tomb of Sargeras. And Legion Tier 3, which will be Argus, or however the Argus raid will, will fit into the thing. Like, how... It still feels like we're almost getting to the point again where we're about to, like, Wrath of the Lich King level. Like, this mechanic will almost kill you. Oh, and you're dead. Right? There, is it not all doom and gloom yet? Is it because there, we're just at a weird artifact tier point where we're kind of getting reset when Tomb of Sargeras comes out? Because you talk about tank healing. Tanks can just get obliterated right now. Like, so what is healing over time and how druids work? Like, is, is is it is it okay or is it still kind of in a weird place? And have Blizzard still like not fully understood how to make damage patterns work? Uh, Leaf, what do you think? I think for this year it's been pretty healthy. Um, that was definitely a huge thing in Wad, uh, and probably later Emerald Nightmare. I still think we're sort of in a healthy place there. But why is that? That's always a concern for uh, Rest of Druid. The good news, though, is the shoulders gives us an ability to heal on, like, super farm that is unprecedented. So now our hots can be spread across the entire raid. So even if the other healers are sniping everything, you know, they can't stop us from at least getting something in, right? Right. Um, for actual progression, I think it's. I think we're still in a pretty good shape. I think, obviously, that the artifact 7.2 sort of shook a lot of things up, um, but I don't think the next tier is going to be like that. I, 
I think we're, we're going to be pretty okay. I mean, our, our HP isn't going down. As we gain more and more traits, we're always going to gain more and more stamina, so they have to keep ramping up damage and raids. So I do, I do wonder how it's going to feel. I feel, I feel like these, these sort of things are, um, at this point, is based more on um, how Blizzard, or what Blizzard believes the average artifact level of raiders is going to be. Right. What the average item level raider is going to be. And uh, hopefully they will just convince themselves that mythic raiders have high artifact levels and I think things will be healthy then. Yeah, but the HP is currently capped at 51 or 52, whatever the concordance yeah. first one is. So I guess that will be tuned around that. Because if it's in like four weeks, everybody will have 51 or like that concordance at least one point there. Oh yeah, everyone's going to have their first point in concordance before Tomb comes out. I think that's going to be how it's going to be balanced around. Hopefully down the road we don't need to have 15, 20 points into it for any stupid reason. Like we had to have 35 um, or all 20 Paragon traits, right? 54 for more than half of Nighthold progression. So hopefully they learn their lesson with that one. Because the, the scaling on concordance is so not worth it for the artifact power you need. It's going to happen just gradually. So... I think I it's in design, though. I actually didn't know. Are you... Did we figure that out from the PTR? That once you get your first point in Concordance, you don't get stamina anymore? Like, your, your scaling artifact buff? There, there was. There was a blue post about that. Recently. I definitely saw a blue post. So, right now, it's it might be lifted in 725, but we don't know yet. Right now, you can't get more stamina or damage after 52. Okay. Well, so Achilles' damage will also get damage from right. the traits. Yeah, DPS don't get that fun stuff. We just get, yeah, we just get HP. So if it, if it does stop and we only gain HP from gear as the gear moves forward, and they did just raise the eye level cap of Tumusargaris by 15 to in a way try to stop the whole 2-piece, 4-piece shenanigans, which may or may not work at all still because of Titan forging. Like, I have a piece of 920, so... and 910 legs, but we will have to wait and see what they what they lock off for, for that. Because I think, if anything else, that sort of rampant HP scaling always affects healers in weird ways because of how they have to amend damage patterns to make it challenging for you, and then stuff can get just kind of ridiculous. But we'll have to wait and see. Is there an encounter that you're, you've healed so far in, uh, in the Nighthold that is your, your favorite encounter to heal, Torty? What do you, what do you think? Definitely Krosis. Oh, everybody loves Krosis. Well, not, not anymore. But uh, yeah, one progression, was progression yeah. yeah. You're talking about the three heal variant, right? Like the three heal version yeah. for yeah. progression? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, basically, any fight that's like really heavy raid damage is always fun to heal. Raid damage on a consistent timer? Oh, man, get out of here. Yeah. I set up so <laughs> many plans. <laughs> yeah, we had. We need like little, little notepads everywhere, like. Well, at 251. Yeah, that was the. That was part of the fun part of that encounter, seeing all the either angry assignments or ERT notes and all the different kill videos, like the huge list of, you know, this at this time, this at this time, this at this time, like in 15, 30 second intervals, the entire encounter. Yeah, and then like the last like three or four, like everything, everything, everything. Yeah, that 
that was definitely challenging. Now you definitely four heal it, you just cruise control it because DPS has obviously gotten stronger, but uh, we still three heal and then wipe two people not soaking the ads. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ads in the back. How many? Oh like seventeen. Oh, I guess we're dead then. Yep. It's always the second soak too. The first one, everyone's amped up. Okay, yep. we're ready to soak. And then the second time, you just get ADD. Mm-hmm. They're tunneling on that transition. Yeah. Either the second soak is easy, because he never beams during it. So it's really easy to soak it and get back to the boss without any reason. So... How about... Because, again, if you're in US right now, the Mage Tower is still active, but because of shenanigans, all three towers are active, but... Mage Tower is up. Artifact challenge scenarios are definitely a thing. I've only done two. I've done Enhancement and Havoc. But obviously I haven't tried the Restoration one yet as a Shaman. How is End of the Risen Threat? You've both done it. You both have the, the staff and your images here on the screen. But like, how did that work out, Leaf? What did you think of the Artifact challenge? I thought it was great. It was a ton of fun. Uh, I was angry the whole time I was doing it. But I think I was going to <laughs> I'm like... I'm 100% sure, like, if anyone would have talked to me at all while I was doing it, I just would have been a terrible person. But uh, when I actually got it done, it was super filling. I, I think it's 40, yeah. I had two shots, and the first wipe was because I A-read those eyes that explode when you kill them, because I didn't know they explode. <laughs> I guess it was a bit too easy. Oh, my druid. Wow, I Maybe two shot it, he says. Just... <laughs> shot over here. Well, it's just item level, I guess, because I don't think it was designed for 9.10 plus for higher. Uh, uh, it's... I thought it was based on the blue post. It's designed for tomb gear. So... Like, it's designed for, like, 9.29.25, people are saying. Uh, but I guess there's... Maybe the healer one is not. The tank ones right now are so hard. So... Yeah. I, I've seen the tank one being hard, but the healer one, I don't know. I guess it's also Valence that makes the last part really easy. Oh, wow. But, True. But uh, other than that, we have way too many cooldowns for the last part and the first part. I don't know. It just, it just felt like a normal Mythic class run, to be honest to me. Like the stuff <laughs> you need to do there. Hmm. There's a lot just of... Go ahead. You just DPS interrupt in the first part and then the, the part until the spirits in the end, which you need to heal, is kind of on cruise mode, you don't do anything and move past it. And then the last part is where I think a lot of people had problems. I definitely had problems there on my Paladin. But you know, on Druid it was kind of easy. Yeah, that's what, that's what chess get on you for. It's easy with BIS Legendaries, Torty 2017. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, I don't have shoulders. I don't have Beast Legendaries, please. Yeah, the trinket one. though. So. Yeah. There's that, but there's a lot of that's one thing that was came up. I didn't realize because I have. I mean, I've only done the two DPS ones that I have. I'm gonna. I got elemental and restoration, uh, shaman both on the horizon here. But there's a lot of DPS required, apparently. Like, do you think it's a lot of DPS required? Like, how did the the DPS side of it go? Because you you talked about that for a moment there, Tordy. I don't think there is a lot of DPS requirements. In the first part, I was using the Feral Affinity, so to I typhooned the mages to interrupt the, remove the stacks from the, from the arcane blasts, and DPS a bit. Well, I guess it just makes that part faster and a bit less likely that you will fail 
too, like the wombo combos from those mobs, mm -hmm. if you just kill them faster. That's it. And then there are some mobs that you need to kill, but the damage required to do that was really low. Like, I don't know. And on some of them, you like on those eyes, you had to like space the killing of them. You couldn't just kill them at the same time like I did. That was definitely a mistake. And you... They each explode for like 80% of your HP, and I killed like four at the same time. Oh. That you... wasn't very smart. You used Feral Affinity for it for... Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. I just went with the standard build I use in Mythic Plus. Yeah, there's... I don't think any of them except the... the closing the eye you actually get out of combat. Because, like, for Havoc, you have to have two different sets of talents and gear for Phase 1 and Phase 2. But there's no other, no other one that I've heard of right now that has that requirement. You can do it as a healer one. Like, you can respec after first part and before the oh, last you can. part. Huh. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did on my Paladin. Yeah. I don't but know. But it's not required as a druid. You pretty much use the same talents on all okay. the parts, I think. At least that's what I did. I don't think I would have changed them, to be honest. Hmm. I haven't tried do it yet. To me, this is hilarious because there's like a thousand guys out there, like change everything about what you think about Russell Drew to beat this guy or challenge. And Tordy goes and two shots it. <laughs> well, they probably don't have like 930 item level as well. Yeah, there you go. There's that. There, there, is, a, there is a really big difference. Like, I, I did it on my Holy Paladin with like 899 in Holy Gear with no crit, and it was pretty hell to heal. Ooh. So, yeah, I, I, I I can see how it's it's harder on the like low item levels. Well, I try high for, item levels, you shouldn't have problems to be honest. I probably should have tried to get the restoration done one so I can know what I'm talking about on the, this part of it. But I uh, all I have for my resto shaman gear is like just whatever I wear for enhancement, and then I change two trinkets, and then I put on Sefus and and the Magnum Opus. I guess I don't really have any other legendaries that could work. So, but yeah, I'll definitely give it a try. Maybe I'll try it. After the show today, inspired by the the healing nonsense, but the the yeah, DPS ones have been fun. A valid point in chat. There is like typical Blizzard healer healer stuff. They put stuff that you need to heal without them appearing on your raid frames, it's like Gorfint and all those Valithria, Zulon, oh. all over again. This is the stuff I really hate. Are oh, you talking about the ad healing phase? Yeah, like when you need to heal something that's not on your rate frames. Yeah, it's super fun to heal something you're not sure yeah. when it's actually in range or not. Yeah. Ah, that's not that's not great. Like the the, the um, like the Blizzard default like stuff, like the boss or rate frames, like that doesn't put you in a group, so it doesn't show up. So you have to just like manually click around and find what you need to heal. Ew, that's unfortunate. But anything else for the first? section of the show that we missed you wanted to make sure we brought up or are we good to good to move on i think we're good to move on yeah i think we covered a lot here sounds good to me well i'm gonna blab about some stuff real quick for a moment if you weren't aware or you're just sitting in right now the live shows of course always go up on my youtube channel links down below the stream you can check out the the cut-up version of a live show. They're all posted. They're all made in seasons based on the year of the shows themselves. They're all, I've just almost all of them are all bookmarked. You can jump around and see what you want to find out. Or if you've missed something or want to hear a guest talk about something again. 
Also, there are more podcasts, again, I have to replug this just to make sure people are aware that there's sort of two shows I'm currently producing. The second one, of course, is found on the show's Patreon page. These are a BTS unscripted sort of just us talking. I do meet and greets with my guests every uh, week before the guests come on, usually on Fridays or Saturdays. And we're setting up the show notes and going over. There's a lot of these little neat little tidbits and and good little nuggets that pop up. So if you want more podcasts, you can go find them on the Patreon page. If you want to support the show and keep me doing what I'm doing here, you get roughly four of those every month, depending on scheduling. But if you want to support the show in a more physical way, you can go over to our Design by Humans apparel store. I work with a few artists in our sphere, like Faye Bellina and Tutron, to bring you guys some designs that we've been working on for a while. There's a lot of Faye Bellina designs up there. I don't know why the little Illidan shirt's all the way down here. It sorts by, like, your popularity, like what's being purchased on these top these top lines. It's, it's Legion, though. Get the Lilladin. He's so cute. But there's t-shirts, tank tops, baseball tees, hoodies, sweatshirts, different cuts, different styles of all of them, different colors. You can pick the color of your shirt, of course, if you want to go grab any of those and, and support the show in that way. Additionally, if I can pull it up in chat here, if you're looking for all the different resources, schedules, and all the past shows... The channel guide, also all the Discord servers are right there on the Final Boss TV channel guide. They're all right down here. My schedule is actually out of date. I didn't update it before the show today. But there's like Kib's Artifact Power is down here. Different favored uh, and friends websites if you're looking for things over there. Of course, if you want to join the different Discords, there's the Dream Grove right there. You click that, hover that, grab that link, and jump into the Discord server. People always ask me, like the artists that I work with, all the artists I've worked with are all right here, as well as the music that I have. There's all the, the Legion show document is right here. The BlizzCon shows, the old-ish BlizzCon coverage that I have bumped into. Of course, there's also all of my beta coverage if you want to go back. I've had a few viewers that have gone back and listened to a review of mine from the beta, and it's fun to see how much a class or a spec has changed. These are all archived right there for you, the Twitch VODs. And, of course, the YouTube videos are there as well, in case you're feeling frisky for having to see how the game changed or curious to where it came from also thank you all so much for listening if you want to listen to the audio only version of the show it goes up on itunes stitcher and google play music and my website if you'd like to listen to the audio only versions you can go grab them right there if you don't want to do the youtube thing as well but that's that's that shall we get into some some gear and talents and and things like that are you both ready for that let's get a little more a little more number heavy yeah cool. i'm already salivating oh gosh but so stat wise then leaf take this one and uh, stats. yeah stats. stats so uh, you can go for this one what do healing trees want to prioritize in secondary stats like gems enchants neck enchant etc what do they, what should they look for uh, recent, oh, I think the consensus right now is to train soldier beats out ancient priestess, um, but that's a hugely contentious subject. Um, generally for stats though, uh, speaking on the subject of stat weights, you're going to hear two people give input here. If you're doing five mans, mastery is pretty safe. That's a good bet. Ma haste mastery is an awesome bet. Uh, haste has the added benefit of also letting you um, put a, pump out a little bit more DPS, but 
if you're talking rates, there's this notion that goes around that your stats should be like quote unquote balanced. And that's not 100% true. You don't want a crazy high amount of versatility, but you do want some. So you, you don't want to like overtly neglect any one stat. Because just like with most, cla most uh, balanced classes with stats, um, every time you gain a stat, the value of that stat goes down and the value of the other stats go up. So if you go completely ham on crit, um, if you run Torty spreadsheet or you run uh, Rusted stat weights, you're going to find that crit is no longer your best stat. So don't keep everything exactly balanced. Probably want to go a little lower on versatility, but generally speaking, don't neglect anything. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of, and how we opened the show with all the different tools you have to figure this all out, and of course how the the add-on is coming out soon to help you figure that out. It's also not something that you do you find yourself, like, how, how I guess how much gear, <laughs> how much extra gear is in your bags? Because you don't just, like, um, you don't find one set, and that's what you roll with. Like, I have, like, one set now, like, my BIS set, and that doesn't change outside of, like, maybe I swap to AoE Legendaries for Mythic Plus, and I go back for boss stuff. I swap my two gear sets, but for you, you, you swap things out almost like a boss-by-boss -boss basis, yeah? Yeah, um, especially when it comes to progression. Uh, my, I carry a lot of, of, of alternate gear um, on my character. Usually about two for every slot, the best two for every slot. Hmm. And I'll try out, um, I'll, I'll check out different stat weights for each one. Right now, the functionality for leaflets not 100% there yet, so I can't do it that way, but I do it the old-fashioned way of uh, running an attempt with this, uh, with this set of gear, looking at the stat weights, and doing it that way. Okay. But yeah, um, or I'll start a new encounter and enter a new set of pawns that waits, and suddenly my gear has very different, um, very different setup. So yeah, I carry a lot of gear around. The only like different sets I wear actually like in Mythic Plus set I don't wear almost any mastery because I think that there is we have enough throughput to heal Mythic Plus. And other than that, Mastery is doing nothing. And other stats actually increase your DPS by a lot. And you can actually you, you can feel it really like, easy when you do the Mythic Plus with like 11k Mastery or when you switch it to like 3k Mastery set and everything else is in Create Haste and Versatility. Like the damage difference is actually pretty substantial there. Hmm. Keep in mind, if, if you don't find Mythic Plus trivial, that's not the way to go. Sure, if you do yes. find it, that's absolutely the way to go. There's there's definitely a, a leveling too, where, from my perspective, like fourteen to fifteens right now are fine, but once you get to like that eighteen plus, like I saw automatic Jack doing like a twenty plus twenty twenty one last night, and he was there for like an hour and a half, so it gets it gets extreme. So there might be fringe cases where you definitely want to tweak what you're doing in that regard, but that depends on what your mythic plus experience is for sure but yeah i guess the there is a fine tuning in mythic plus there so you just as long as you have enough throughput you start removing mastery until you don't have enough okay at least that's my philosophy to doing mythic plus when i don't need healing i just dps everybody in my guilds hate me wow <laughs> I mean, you used to be able to have... That's now gone, right? The Solar Wrath used to like do like the weak Pendant's healing. That's not 
in the game. No, anymore, no, that's it? not. No. Okay. You just wow. DPS and Feral Affinity in the cat form. Oh, okay. Well, no, so the fun changes this expansion, this Feral yeah. form, for sure. Yeah. Does, yeah. I, I guess, that's a side question. From your experiences, then, for doing damage as a Resto Druid, do you recommend Feral Affinity or Balance Affinity? Like, what does more damage? Oh, definitely Feral Affinity. Balance Affinity adds almost no damage at all. Like the Star Search. It's incredible. Um, mm, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not, not the form. The form is garbage. But it's incredible yeah, yeah. that it adds nothing. It's... Oh, yeah. that's incredible that it adds nothing. Hmm. You have like a whole new rotation. You have a form that you have to shift into. And then you look at the DPS meter and you're like, this is so much slower than Feral. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess... Because I thought, like, the Star Surge buff, the stars, the, the Restoration Druid's Moonkin Affinity Star Surge is just, like, a flat buff. There's nothing that actually does anything with it. It's very, very arbitrary. But, yeah, it doesn't look like it did very well. So I was thinking that... Yeah, fair. the rest of one is just on cooldown. It has, like, seven or eight-second cooldown and gives yeah. you two empowerments. So right. it's kind of weird. It also has, like, cast time. So yep. you're not even mobile there. And there are no area abilities there while Feral gets swipe. Uh, Starfall can be AoE in really tight bounds. And it's actually really good AoE, but it has, everything has to be super tight uh, packed. Mm. Well, that's okay. That was a side question that I definitely didn't didn't plan for, but your tier sets. You're sitting in tier 19 right now. We've got we've got this little one going here, the Garb of the Astro Warden. Oh gosh, the tooltip is so broken. But um, right now you've got your two-piece, Wild Growth, grants you 4,000 mastery for seven seconds. Kind of like a really flat bonus right there. And then restoration for your four-piece is that each time your rejuvenation heals a target, has a 1.5% chance to jump to a new target at full duration. So unpack this for me, whichever one of you wants to, the, uh, the two-piece and four-piece, and granted... If you want to tie into the shoulders with the with the uh, the four piece here, who, well, the who wants to unpack two piece. This? Oh, the, the two, two piece. piece is pretty straightforward. Right. No, no, the four piece is with the shoulders, obviously. I'm starting to talk about the set already. Mm -hmm. The two piece is pretty straightforward. So you, you cast a wild growth, and for its duration, you get four thousand mastery. So it actually empowers the the stuff that you want empowered. Like it's your burst healing that we all the burst healing we have is basically wild growth right right there outside of cooldowns and it's about two to three percent throughput so it's i guess it's pretty good for two piece i don't think there are many classes that gain more from their two piece yeah what can and, you ask from a two piece right yeah and the four piece is where things start going wild <laughs> since you get <laughs> Rejuffs procreating from each other. Yeah, and then you get shoulders and deep rooted there, so the durations increase. And then you are in a situation where you don't, you don't actually have people in the raid without rejuff, so you have to spec germination <laughs> to actually be able to cast something. Is I mean, it's a one point five percent chance. So you're speaking as it though, like it happens all the time. Is it very? Well, it's per tick. It's 1.5% per tick, per and tick. we get like, yeah, yeah, 
our base ridge of duration with like four points in persistence right now is 19 seconds. So we get like, uh, well, eight full ticks and one like partial tick. So we get nine ticks there. Okay. And at, yeah, at 1.5% chance, that's like, uh, what, 13% around that, that you, you this ridge of multiplies. And when you have like eight of them running at the same, all there the time. You, yeah, okay. Now it makes sense when you lay out like that, sure. Yeah. And then you have extended ticks from both the uh, deep rooted and the shoulders. And then your rate frames look like uh, an airplane's like cockpit, just like little dials everywhere. Everything, everybody has a retrieve. Also, the hidden part about that set is for some reason it really likes to jump on you. Like if you are damaged, it will always prefer to jump on you. Hmm. I, I think it jumps to you if there's no one who's missing any health in the raid. That too, but like checking some attempts I had, like when I specifically tried to not cast anything on myself, I would have 100% that time when we jump on myself. It probably just checks us first. Yeah, probably. But still, it's kind of weird. Yeah, that might be some priority because you're the origination point for it and it might be scripted in some way, but that's that's a whole lot of free rejuves. I don't know how mad or salty Mistweavers are that you basically just stole Renewing Mist's mechanic from them, but that's more reasons for them to be upset in their current situation, which, you know, more on that more on that later, I suppose. But is there... I don't want to... I don't want to jump into all the legendaries. So if you want to go over sort of how like the four-piece plus the shoulders, because that's a very big talking point right now, how that... Like what's the, what's the, the nitty-gritty on that whole situation? Because we're moving forward to tier 20, which I'll bring up right after this. You won't have that anymore? Or would you keep your old four-piece to keep the synergy with the shoulders? Like, that's... That could be a problem if you're wearing tier 19, wearing 30 eye levels lower gear, because it's just so much better, right? That's actually... I don't know. I don't know if that tier 20... If those tier 20 set bonuses will survive, or hmm. they will change. I kind of hope they will change, because they're kind of awkward right now to use. Especially on the heavy movement fights like uh, Botanist or hmm. are they actually Trilex? I can't remember more <laughs> heavy movement fights, but yeah, I, I just don't like being tied to that Eflo healing that much. I don't, I don't mind yes, the Eflo healing per se. I mind that I don't think that's a particularly high amount of output. Um, We'll see. I mean, that's that, a lot more uh, analysis needs to be mm. done on that for anything concrete mm. can be said about it. Yeah, and you will also have to use your Swiftman to almost on cooldown instead of having it on the as an emergency tool. Which like this is what Nature Swiftman died for to have <laughs> yeah. Swiftman tied to every set bonus now. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so to the the transition point there for those that don't know what we're looking at on the future here for your your tier 20, your Stormheart, Rain Stormheart Rainment, is that Swiftmen will trigger up to a 40% reduced cooldown based on the current health of the target. More reduced cooldown when used on lower health targets. 
And the four piece is that Swift Men will then increase your healing from efflorescence by 400% for eight seconds. So it's very, very tied to Swift Mend. As I've gone over on the shows before, a lot of tier 19 bonuses right now are very focused on like one ability. But Resto has two ability focuses right now, and then tier 20 switches to one ability. Very, very, very Swift Mend focused. So you don't you don't think these are gonna stick, or I mean it, it... Wow. It's kinda of hard to say. Like it just doesn't feel like Blizzard cares about balancing heals that much, considering the current state of Mist Weavers. Ah, um, uh, well. Oh, you just brought a tear to a lot of Mist Weavers' eyes. <laughs> well, the the tear might pr actually provide, like, the four piece might provide quite a substantial throughput increase. If you get ideal uh, CD reduction on Swiftman, you would get, you would basically about double your apple healing on any given fight and that's quite a bit of healing the problem is that uh, you would have to use your swiftment as a sniping tool so you would want to use it on a low hp target and you won't have time to put hot on that person so right now for example i would if a person dips low i would just put a ridge on him he would gain like that ridge of cultivation so that's already too hot stacks, and then I would Swiftman him. And right now, I would probably not do that with tier 20, because I would want the CD reduction. Because there is a chance that the wild Holy Paladin will just Holy Shock that target, and I will lose my CD reduction. So yeah, it's kind of like... I, I think how you're, you're supposed to play healer. And that's not how we were promised the Swiftman will be, when like we lost Nature Swiftness. I think also the bigger problem is finding a target exactly when you need it, right? Because you'll want that extra FLO healing for some kind of damage event. I mean, it's not going to be super effective on a tank, per se. But um, yeah. but you have to find that FLO healing um, either as the event's happening or after the event's happened. And so it's competing with what you've probably already set up hot-wise. So I don't know exactly how that's going to pan out. The, the one it thing I... Great. To um, add more raid healing, it could be great for, example, Krosis, for example, where you can predictably assume that you can find some target during slam to swift right. them, But that's that's what I was looking at. Like the the two piece is okay, I suppose. But I thought the biggest synergy for the four piece was that you would just be swift mending during large periods of AOE damage because you'd want to buff your currently down Eflo and you'd imagine that most of, yeah. if not all your raid will be in the Eflo at the same time that you get that benefit. So you would be able to swift man into a wild growth and you're all in your Eflo for all that AOE healing. Yeah, but right. at the same time you really want to have that buff uptime, at higher like higher uptime on that buff. Right. Like You, you would want some CD reduction from swiftment at least. And it can vary quite a lot. Like it can go from 18 seconds if you like the max CD reduction, which we don't know the break HP breakpoint yet. Where it will treat like where the max CD reduction will be at what HP breakpoints. Mm -hmm. And 30 seconds, like it's 12 second difference on your buff activations. It's quite like substantial, at least for me. So you can't really pre swiftment, pre pre raid damage. You need to do it like during the raid damage. Yeah. 
probably. And that's the that's the one part that the two piece would look like it's the meh set bonus of the two, mostly because of that issue. You have to really get a good swift bend off yeah. to gain even the benefit of it at all. Yeah, which... and Swiftmind is not an, our most efficient spell. Like I would rather cast a Rage of than Swiftmind in most cases. That that kind of makes it better, I think. Uh, the fact that we don't ideally want to use Swiftmind, um, and then have it, that means it's it's always going to be available when you want it, right? Well, unless you have to save some. The other life. argument is that you would just always want to cast on on cooldown, and it's not a good spell to cast. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the other way to look at it. Yeah. Mm. Well, this this makes it a good spell to cast, but yeah. Right, right. So those aside, how about trinkets? And if you want to bring up Velen's future site first, and then sort of go down from there on trinkets, Leaf, what is the sort of breakdown on the the trinket hierarchy for the rest of Druid? Uh. Shoot, this has been... Uh, well, the, the the easy, easy version is Valens is amazing, and if you have one, you should pat yourself on the back. <laughs> um, yeah. Second easiest so option is just go use spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. Right, of course. <laughs> Definitely the easiest yeah. option, and the most accurate. Um, uh, and besides that, um, Arcana Crystal obviously holds a dear place in everyone's heart. Um, and then following that is stat sticks. All prop trinkets currently are um, a little bit weak. And I mean a little bit, I mean kind of a lot of it. Um, but map is okay. It generally has a nice... Uh, it could be because it's three different stats. It has a good uh, split of, of buffs. But it, I think cake uh, is definitely of the non-stat stick trinkets. Um, pretty dominant right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, I mean, you really should try to go for a Stastic or an Arcano um, if you can. There's also that fluctuating energy. Yeah. The trinket from Karajan, which is, is kind of strong, but then there are those orbs that you need to chase, and you might blink into an orb before Empowered Bones on Gul'dan, and then not have a blink and die. Is... <laughs> the fluctuating energy, that's the one that gives you mana back, right? Yeah. It is. It is tragically hard to see, but it is, I think, yeah. currently, if you play it perfectly, probably stronger than Arcana Crystal. It is yeah, insane. It, it is insane. But the problem is that there is no combat log event, so you can't yeah. make a weak aura for it when it procs, so you actually need what? to check for it manually. Pure player skill, and it's actually really hard to see. Please fix it, Blizzard. There's no... Why wouldn't, there be a why wouldn't there be a log? Because it's called something, I assume, like the energy yeah. bubble. Environmental stuff doesn't the, really show up in your logs, and it's considered the, an environmental spawn. Yeah, the only event that shows in the log is you picking up the orb. That's all you can see in the, like, you can make a weak orb for. Ah, that's... So that's you can make a congratulations, weak orb. You can be like, good job, you. Because I feel like that that should, like, it's a proc from a trinket but it doesn't that's weird that's that's like an undersight to me yeah it's even the, like if you check your warcraft logs you can see the, it in the casts like you cast that orb maybe it's the pickup one but yeah anyway it's pretty annoying that you can't make a weak horror when the net procs because it has a huge variance sometimes you would go one minute without it proc and then it will proc three times at the same time <laughs> okay 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a, a window of time that there's plenty of that going around for sure. But how about overall legendaries then? Let's how let's 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 task the other ones because among uh -huh. those wisdom we obviously have gone over multiple times, and there's a cool document about how good it is. But you want to walk me through like the other the hierarchy of the other legendaries, yeah, all the ones that you have, Torty, that are not the shoulders. Yeah, we basically have Valence, which is like rank one legendary of all time. It's actually pretty insane. And then we have gloves, which are bottom one, which is also insane. They they got buffed and they're still kind of bad. Oh, the Just iron bar gloves. Yeah. yeah, the Sony's caress. Good but, for tank healing, I suppose. That's I think it's our residue uses them for tank healing. Yeah. I guess you can find some niche cases where you would use them like uh, healing marks on Tichondrios, like your oak soaks and you put an iron bark and you have uh, that right, iron bark right. up more often. And maybe he won't die if he forgets to use faint. Even then, I mean I, I prefer to just yeah. throw a hot yeah. soup up and Heal it through. I would right? prefer to use, I wouldn't well, use a legendary mm. for that. Mm. So we have balances, number one. Yes, shoulders is the other. Like in the two, you equip is pretty safe option to always use balance and shoulders. And then we have a whole bunch of other legendaries that are situationally good and you can use them in different cases. So, yeah. The changes in seven to point point two were actually really good for us. Like those, you can you can switch legendaries around for different stuff. Belt got yeah. a big jump in, in viability with the changes in seven two. Um, yeah, the, pretty happy with belt. Belt was, belt was definitely received the biggest buff. The Dark Titans advice. Now it has a five percent chance to trigger uh, the final bloom, kind of like our Hellfire Sigil set. Used to be, but at a much lower rate. Yeah, it's broken uh, on the hover tooltip right here. It still says the uh, increases the instant heal of life boom and it expires by two hundred percent. What did it change to? It's uh, also it also has five percent chance on the on each tick to trigger that final bloom. Oh, okay. It has, it has a one second baseline tick rate, so that's not nothing. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah, it has a pretty high chance to proc uh, in one life bloom application. Okay. And then you can also, if you refresh your life bloom in the last 4.5 4 seconds, it will actually also trigger the final tick. So you don't need to let your life bloom expire for the final tick to trigger. It works, life bloom sort of works like a healing version of the warlock spell Doom, if I'm remembering this correctly, right? So if you, like, if you apply it once, and when it would normally expire, from the one cast, that's when it blooms. But if you refresh it, or sort of, in a way, pandemic the, the bloom, it still keeps where it would have originally bloomed, right? Is that how...? Only if you refresh it in the last 4.5 seconds. Okay. You have to... So there is a little bit of so wiggle room there. That, okay. So that's a fun little mechanic, because you can squeeze out a little extra healing that yeah. way, so... Basically, when you, so in, yeah. when you refresh it in pandemic window, it triggers the final bloom. Interesting. Yeah. That is a little bit of inner gameplay there, for sure. Yeah, some sort of control there. Okay. And and the heal can be, like, really huge on the tank, especially when you have multiple hosts running there. Like, I've seen three million crits. Stuff okay. like that. 
Oh, with, with the belt, yeah, it's absolutely outrageous. You absolutely, just full heal a tank just from a proc. It's great. The the ring, which was a huge point of contention for a long time, the Tearstone of Loon, that has been nerfed, what, twice now, hasn't it? No, no, only once. Just once? It, okay. Yeah, it went from 20% to 15% to 15% chance. 15% chance. It doesn't does make a, it useless, but it's, that's a pretty big hit. Yeah, it's uh, about 25% hit to the proc. Which is substantial, but it still has its uses. Like, I still used it on Elisand because I don't have shoulders. And on Crosses because I don't have shoulders. <laughs> Wait, Torty, you don't have shoulders? Jeez. Wait, what are, you, what are you trying to say? What are we... What are we... What are you trying to say here? Complaining about legendaries, like the rest of Shaman in my guild. I well, we we had this we had this side discussion in the BTS podcast. One of the nuggets again that you can you can peek on those if you're on Patreon is that if you're at and many of us are going to be at ten legendaries soon on our main characters. If you have every available legendary to your main spec that you're playing, like I have nine for enhancement. I have been, you have to keep manually changing your loot spec when you open, like, your emissary caches or your recompense boxes or when you are crushing um, tokens if you're targeting a legendary, right? It's change, make sure you change your loot spec because if you're at 10 legendaries, your bad luck protection is gone. Like, if the, if the system was going to give you a legendary, it just can't because you have all of them. It's so annoying to have to always keep going like, oh, I just opened three boxes that could give me a legendary, but I can't get any. So pay attention to to that going forward, because those legendary tokens that they were going to put in in this patch in 7.2 are not in right now. So if you are capped on legendaries, don't waste your chance, because then if the game would give you one, but you can't get one, does that, like, reset your bad luck protection? And are you screwed for your other specs? Like, it's... It's a whole barrel of, of clown fiesta that I just don't... Uh, they need to fix that, but... That's not legendaries. How about some talent breakdowns here? Lee, if you want to walk me through sort of like the the, El, the current El Clasico restoration shot, uh, restoration shot, restoration druid build that you use for most everything and give your sort of thoughts on, on why that is. I think uh, primarily only tier 90 is um, a flexible tier right now. Mm. Um, Spring Blossom's less and less so, I think, because Germination's become a little more uh, dominant, but still Spring Blossom's has a lot of applications. Inner Peace in this tier is not very good, uh, but it's still not a terrible talent. It's just it's something you need to work out with your raid team if you're going to use it. I think the general rule is um, of of three uh, tranquilities, if you can squeeze in an extra uh, inner piece, is is not a bad choice. But if you can't, then there's no reason to get it. Um, but tier 90 is the the pretty uh, pretty flexible one at the moment. For tier 15, Tenarian Ward is just really dominant. Um, Abundance probably has no place in raid uh, ever. In I'd probably say the same about Prosperity. Maybe that might change with the next uh, tier uh, pieces, but probably not. We'll see. Uh, for for 30, Displacer Beast is the go-to. Uh, wild Charge is okay, and Renewal is actually pretty good if you're worried about your own survivability, but generally most people just stick with Displacer. And uh, In majority of situations, if you want to pick Renewal, you just pick Guardian Infinity and Forensic Region when you take damage. Yeah. 
the forensic region is really strong. So this next one is, is pure utility, not output, but it actually is uh, something you can change a lot uh, based on your personal taste and talent or uh, encounter. Um, Feral Infinity helps with movement speed, which is fantastic. It also lets you DPS if that's your thing in raids. Um, Balance Infinity is pretty great if um, you're having trouble keeping everyone in, in sight, um, but yeah. only if you're having that problem. I mean, it's otherwise yeah. just sort of this, meh. This, this is my favorite Infinity. Just so you can actually heal the hunters in your raid. <laughs> you love your hunters. Yeah, you get <laughs> yeah, you get forty five yards and all your heals, so that's definitely definitely powerful. But that's like all you really get. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's all. all you get. But, but you don't. Fight... Yeah, oh. you don't actually get healing increase from any of those affinities. No, well, I guess you not. can with the frenzied region from Guardian Affinity, but then you take less damage, so. Mm -hmm. You also will generate less healing when you take less damage. And if you're a scumbag, that matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Guardian is great for the reduced damage. Um, I mean, if you don't already know how to use bear form as defensive, then you should probably start using that regardless of whether you pick this up or not. Yeah. Basically, uh, yeah. in the race, you use either Balance or Guardian, and in Mythic Plus, you use Feral. Yeah. That's how I do it, at least. Hmm. Okay. Makes sense. The next one is also a uh, pretty pretty flavor based. Um, I mean, Mighty Bash has some pretty neat applications for trash, um, and I guess maybe bot. But I mean, Typhoon is also usually great wherever uh, anything else is great. So generally, I just go for Typhoon. You get the poor man's uh, Gorfine's grasp with Ursal's vortex, and you Typhoon the mobs out of it, and then they get yanked back in. It's great. Yeah, it, it also feels great. Yeah. yeah, it feels great. <laughs> if you have if you have Cephus, you can use Mass Entangle Entanglement, and it's a 30 second cooldown, which perfectly aligns with Cephus cooldown, and it procs it, because Typhoon doesn't. Oh. The only other stuff that procs our Cephus is Rake from Stealth, and the Vortex is second in. Well, and Dispels, obviously. Now, the, the weird thing about how Cephus works when you bring that up with Mass Entanglement, though, do you have to root the target for it to proc, or is just casting Mass Entanglement enough to actually proc Cephus? I think you need to root the target, although I didn't yeah. test. I only recently got Cephus myself. Now, the, the buff needs to appear on something. Okay. So if you try, to root, you try to root a boss, it's not going to do anything. Because yeah. there's there's a few weird moments, like on my Thrunnel Hunter, when I harpoon into something, which has like the, the like micro root, it'll proc Cephus, even on targets that don't get rooted. Sometimes it's strange. So that's why I was wondering about that. Okay. It would be a magical world if it worked Because that's a 30 second cooldown. Right. The same cooldown as Cephus, so that would be pretty nutty. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But no, we're not that lucky. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, tier 100, since I already covered 90, is pretty inflexible as well. Flourish is, I think, in every situation, uh, just dominant. Um, provides an absolutely absurd amount of uh, healing, thanks to buff uh, buffing up regrowth. Regrowth and Flourish is just a match made in heaven. Uh, not only does it increase the duration of... Um, sorry, not regrowth, wild growth, wild growth. Right. Not only does it increase the duration of wild growth, it also has a, a funny interaction where... Um, so wild growth starts at 100% heal tick, so every tick heals for 100% of its normal tick rate, and then it decays to 50% by the end. But if you flourish in the middle of wild growth, it'll start over. So mm. if you add six seconds, it'll go back to 100 and then still decay to 50, but it'll do it at whatever percent value makes sense. 
Yeah, because you, you... I think I did that back in beta when we were figuring out how Flourished worked, because Wild Growth, it's... Its strength is based on time remaining. So if you if you trick the spell essentially to go back to you know over or full time, it just refreshes to its original spell power amount since it's based on the the weighted amount of time left. So that's yeah. I think Tori, wasn't there some time frame that was better, but by like something ridiculously small, like three percent? Uh, the with flourish, yeah, there yeah. is some bug if you refresh it in the like if you refresh it straight after wild growth. It will generate one additional small tick, so you will have like three percent more healing from that. I don't think that's intended. So. It's it's really minor, but generally that's a nice trick. It's also a really good idea to to front load your regrowth anyway. So if you're going to cast regrowth, immediately follow the flourish, and then all wild your growth. ticks. Oh, wild growth. Sorry, I don't know why I keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you follow if you follow your wild growth with flourish right away, um, all the immediate ticks are going to remain higher towards a hundred percent for longer. Right. So you, nice you might you might lose on your power of Archdruid proc, so I usually hold on the like I wild growth, wait if like my power of Archdruid proc, and then I reject if it did before flourishing. Yeah, there was uh, also like a couple of interesting logs from like Korean druids. They were using uh, Tree of Life moment of clarity build. Abundance Tree of Life moment of clarity on some of the fights. <laughs> and we were getting a lot of questions about that. Were they, were they doing a bunch of just like raw healing touch healing? No, regrowth. Yeah, regrowth is also. Oh, just for regrowth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because oh, of the abundance critical hit chance, and then you train. Oh, okay. That's kind yeah. of weird. You can see the the bu- bunch of uh, pre seven point two logs of, the, of them running this. I guess it was kind of popular in Korean China for some reason because huh. those were the only two regions that were running that interesting build. That's called that. Has that been seen since seven point two? I've actually not seen it after now. No, well, yeah. can't imagine which shoulders now. I remember there was a point where there were like two or three. Golden logs, and two of them were running this abundance tree of life moment of clarity spec. That's Those strange. were the dark, the dark things. So, what is there? I mean, so moment of clarity, moment of clarity rather, is you get three regrowths and increase the healing by 15%. You only talked about flourish very much, nothing about stone bark or, or moment of clarity, though. Just not like stone bark has some use, does it not? The only time I used it was when we were pushing Realm First 15, and I needed it for the, like, to rotate cooldowns on our tanks for the tree boss in Dark Red Thicket. That's, like, the only time I used it. Okay. Flourish is, is uh, Flourish is still really strong in Mythic Plus, but not nearly as strong as it is in Raid, so, I mean, there could be an argument there. Um, although I still think Flourish is probably the most dominant in both. So you didn't actually, you skipped over 75. No, I covered it at the very start. So uh, Tree of right. Life hasn't been seen, with exception well, to these green builds. No, uh, there, there, is a, there are people that are playing Tree of Life right now with the shoulders, because one of the effects of Tree of Life is that it reduces the mana cost of Rejuff by 
So with Tree of Life, he can cast a lot more Ejobs in a fight. So he can get, I guess, higher benefit from the shoulders and four piece with that. And also the the power of them increases by a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. our our Resto Druid, we had people asking us why was our Resto Druid running Tree of Life? We just we just did Stargur now and I, I, what I understood was the Tree of Life was only ever used if you actually needed like another raid cooldown technically because of the effects it gives you. It's kind of like another toolkit. It's also great on, for mana. On okay. over right now, it's actually it actually makes sense to use Tree of Life because there are like two points where you need to heal. It's the Frost Ejections, yep. which you only get one now, one set of the hard Frost Ejections and the end of the last phase. Yeah. So you will have Tree of Life there and like in, in both spots, so it makes sense. Okay. And uh, like when stuff aligns like that, you would want to use Tree of Life, but just right now cultivation is so strong. That's that true. It's probably not even that big of a difference. I haven't uh, seen Tree of Life in any logs personally, but are we talking farm or are we talking progression? Have you was, seen it on? It was. It's on for yeah, me, like it was actually, yeah, one of the experts in this squad is using Tree of Life. I have to play with that a little more. I mean, the shoulders are sort of a relatively new thing, but that is very interesting. Yeah, How about... I kind of miss Tree of Life a bit using it. And then I miss the Watt version, yeah. Yeah, you didn't bring up. And then Soul of the Forest was the last one here, and I only oh, wanted to Soul bring of... this because like the the prosperity Soul of the Forest, and then all these Swiftmen things are going to be interesting to see what happens with Tier Twenty. No. Well, yeah. Soul of the Forest right now is just horrible. Mm. It's just the a lot of the healing of your wild growth is baked into a Dreamwalker and Nature's Essence, which are traits we have, and like the wild growth does a lot of healing when you cast it, but large portion of it is from the traits that you have. So this seventy-five percent increase every thirty seconds is actually not that strong. Dreamwalker is the, yeah, this one, and Nature's Essence is the not golden trade, it's... Yep. Even though, like... Prosperity, hmm. Prosperity might see uh, something in, in the next tier, but I, I honestly don't even think, even with Prosperity, uh, Soul of the Forest will make a comeback. I actually think that for Soul of the Forest, Snare and Ward is still a stronger option to run, because Prosperity is such a weak talent, like... And it also got nerfed for whatever reason. It used to be five second reduction. Now it's three. So it, it actually provides almost nothing. In terms of th raw throughput. There's a weird... I, I wonder how that would work with your tier 20 though. Because if you took Prosperity and it lowers the base cooldown of Swiftmend. Does the... I would assume the cooldown reduction percentage is multiplicative of the current cooldown, right? So technically you'd be yeah. lessening the yeah. effect of the cooldown reduction with prosperity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one way to look at it another way is that you can also store... Um, so if you reduce 40% and then you don't need uh, your wild... Uh, your wild... Right. Flow again, right away, you can also store that charge. So uh, there's a few ways to look at it. It's something that requires a lot more... Uh, a lot more testing. Right. It's definitely an interesting one. I mean, at least you have, uh, outside of, I guess, outside of prosperity and moment of clarity, which could moment of clarity might be really strong for PvP, 
because that's a huge different side of the game that has to be factored in because they get both talent sheets, right? Uh, it doesn't sound like you have a ton of just like talents that are not ever useful. I guess just the, the awkwardness yeah. of prosperity and abundance. But apparently the Koreans are doing something with that. Yeah, so. but actually, like if I'm progressing right now on Gul'dan, for example, and to extend it, so all I ever change is my affinities. So right now, those yeah. are like, yeah, the only talents I ever change are affinities. Well, actually, the abundance is pretty great for current epics, which is grievous. Mm -hmm. So you get a bit more spot healing, I guess. It's still not great, but it makes it a bit... Uh, you gain some bursts, and if you don't need that much bursts, you can like use efficient healing touches instead. Yeah, that was so. That's a side comment before we get into the nitty gritty, open ended discussion here. Is that we've had tank shows so far on this show, and just in passing, talking to tanks or listening to chat. So, why are Restoration Druids so sought after as a tank healer now, though? Even though that's not, uh, they kind of fit this almost holy priest, jack of all trades, master of none, because you have lots of good raid healing and throughput. Trank is incredibly powerful to the, the much annoyance of the Holy Priest, but um, why are why is that with the sudden rise of Resto Druids and, and tank healing? Like, Leaf, what is, what's your take on that? Uh, we're fantastic at handling... I mean, we have great overall throughput thanks to uh, the ever-increasing value of mastery uh, in this tier. Uh, we also great at handling encounters. If we can weave, for example, um, tank healing into AOE healing, which is pretty easy to do generally, um, we can really, like what I call hot soup, just throw every hot in the book at the tank and just flourish in, in essence of Kinnear. And essentially it's sort of mimicking what the legendary gloves do, which is kind of the reason the gloves are just hot garbage. But um, it's, I guess it just boils into that. I mean, as as the tier goes and mastery just gets stronger, uh, we're just going to get better at that facet of gameplay and our handling, like, of, say, a, a horrible debuff mechanic, like on Krosis, is, is really strong because we can time out everything to work out really nicely. And often, I mean, when you really worry about your tank, it's usually a combination of um, damage to the tank, but also uh, some giant damage event happening at the exact same time. Right. Which takes away the focus of all your healers. So now you have a wrestle druid healing passively the exact person who needs to be healed the most. Okay. And just to make sure we're on the same page with this, because I had to get this clarified too. Your mastery, we've talked about it a couple times, and your whole hot soup, which is that harmony is that increases the effect of your restoration heal over time effects on the target for every single one on the target. Like you get like essentially it's like one like stack of harmony essentially in the back end there. So it works on even one, one hot on the target once yes. gets the effect of yeah. harmony, but then it's multiplicative for every single hot you have. It's additive, not multiplicative. Oh, it's yeah, additive. additive. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Never mind. That would be bonkers. Well, okay. That's why I was making sure we're on okay, we're on the same page now. So it just adds your mastery. You know, if you had five percent and you had three hots on it, it'd be fifteen percent healing over time from all three, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Except it's more like you have 20% and now you're doubling your healing on tank. Yeah. Mm. Right now, droids usually have around 20% mastery. 
So the tank healing because of that is really strong. And also right. like the belt the belt buff, the the popularity of germination. It kinda all adds up to a lot of tank healing. Well, I mean, you're, you can combine, you have, like, your Scenarian Ward for your more, like, big snappish healing, but that's yeah. also hot. And then Cultivation, Germination, Rejuvenation, yeah. Then you get a Clear Crossing Proc, and your Well Growth somehow ends Toss up on a tank. Growth on there, yep, yep. Yeah. And then you have, like, seven Hots on a tank. It's glorious. Again, <laughs> and what's amazing is, again, so the whole raid takes a giant hit. The tank's already taken a ton of damage. And usually this is like where a lot of guilds lose their tank, right? Not because the tank can't handle the damage, but because suddenly the Holy Paladin's looking at somebody else, the Holy Priest's looking at somebody else, and right. But the healer, or the rest of the druid, can't stop healing the tank. Alrighty then, it's time to integrate chat here a little bit. If you have questions, you can start posting them up. This is the new section of the show toward the end where it's a sort of open discussion. It's called the nitty gritty. This one would be hot healing versus throughput versus direct what? But the first question I had for the guest is I had to had to make sure I get this in here. We asked about flapping and the um, the glyphing or not of astral form last week with the with the uh, balanced druid show. So how about it, Torty? Glyph of treant or or no glyph of treant? No, it takes a global cooldown. No. Oh. Never waste a global cooldown. But you, you put it before you go into combat, though. And you're a little tree man. Yeah, yeah but then, then you displace her. Oh, man, what happens yeah. then? Oh, yeah, well, you displace her, it reverts. Oh, no! <sighs> I mean, okay, so it does have... If, if you want to be, like, Mr. Uh, Mister Formal, you could say that Treant form has less mana cost than cat form. <laughs> okay. So, um, if you want to do it that way, yeah, sure, you could say that. Um I mean, we also have the added benefit of looking like a tree. It's true. But, I mean, that's also kind of a stereotype, no? That is. It's, it's an old tree. It looks so horrible. It is the old tree model. And you only get broccoli form if you take Tree of Life. So... Yeah. If it was that Tree of Life form, then I would use it. Yeah, all the time. I mean, that's, that's the one, like, sort of sore spot. Because we talked about that on the Balance show last week, is that feral kitties get all these cool forms... Bears get all these cool bear forms. Balance Root is still an ogre model with a new texture pass, but still an ogre wearing feathers. I know there's a lot of love for the Balance Druid, like the Moonkin form, but it definitely needs a facelift. It should have forms based on male or female, and then like Torin or Troll or Night Elf or something. It should have some. Mm. Yeah. Why is its jaw always open? I, it's I always. It's always. <laughs> Its mouth is always wide open, yeah. Yeah, feral druids actually have a better monkey form than monkey druids. With that hidden artifact appearance. So th this like is something I'm, This is something I'm secretly salty about. For some reason, Resto Feral Affinity does not have the updated uh, spell effects. You don't get the new yeah, like the flaw attacks and stuff, no? Yeah, we get the old ones, the really hard to see ones. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> really? I have the new ones. I actually have the new ones. I have Maybe to use that uh, Firelands toy to get the old ones. Huh. You have to use. Maybe yours is bugged. Yeah, it's been that way the entire expansion. It's just always been needing it. There are, there are a lot of bugs with those affinities. I switched to um, I switched to balance for some fight and then uh, had Feral Affinity on for the movement speed. And just for fun, 
uh, cleaved and my mind was blown. I'm like, this is huge. Right. How about a um, question from chat to uh, Leaf? Do you have an ETA on Leaflet yet? Uh, ETA, I really, really want it for the next tier, um, but it's turning out to be a lot more of a challenge to get the replay system to the level of accuracy I wanted. Um, so we'll see. I, I really want it for the next tier. Um, what's more fun is not only is it going to be for Resto Druids uh, from that point on, I'm hoping to find coders of different uh, specs that are knowledgeable enough about their spec to um, write a version of Leaflet for all healer classes instead of just Resto Druid. Yeah, that's... You dive into that more on the, the BTS podcast. We'll leave that as it is, but that sounds like a great potential if you could get all the Helios specs on board. That's a lot of work, though, but that would be really, really neat. That would be really neat. Uh, do either Leaf or Tordy have recommendations for setting up bindings for raid healing versus Mythic Plus healing? That's uh, somebody's memeing on me right now. Oh, is it? So, yeah. So a while back, I made a, a UI out of Wikoris, and I put my B tag on on uh, on the video to help anybody who wants to help with installation. And so I got hundreds of people adding me to uh, <laughs> Battle Tag, and they would ask me the most ridiculous, unnamed questions that had nothing to do with UI stuff. And my favorite was a guy who added me to B tag and asked me if uh, if I could help him set up his keybinds. Well. I guess the real question, I'll turn that away from being a troll question to a real one, is that do you use, is it, is it, do you use all like mouse over macros for all your healing or are there certain things that you suggest to, to use for those? I know that the new hotness is the cast at cursor for like your mass entanglement or your Ursula's vortex stuff like that is really helpful to be using. Like, is there any add-ons you recommend the healers look at for assisting in their healing or tracking of uh, I use both macros for everything, but if you want to, if you want to like clean up your macro tab and not be a horrible slob like me, there's an add-on called Click that'll do that for you. Yeah, Click, Click. Um, I don't know if it does the cast that location for for Flow, but I know it does for mouse over. Or right, yeah, Flow should be cast at, because you could have Flow you cast at your feet, or you could have Flow cast at your mouse cursor. Like I do that for yeah. Earthquake and Elemental all the time. Yeah. Don't cast at your feet, guys. Oh, that's terrible, yeah. Well, yeah, for you, I cast, I have a rainfall macro where I just cast rainfall at my feet. So that's that's for me, but yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's spelled C-L-I-Q-U-E, click, click? I yeah. Think it's, yeah, is what it's, that helps it's with Basically, the use any proper age frames like LUI, Great Voodoo two, has this built-in. Voodoo. Yeah. Yeah, but you can, Voodoo has it built in. You can assign yeah. buttons to stuff. I have no respect for my uh, macro list, so I just make a bunch of macros. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah, this is a, what do you, what would you like to see the 7.2 set bonus potentially change to? Give me Something that. That's not tied to Apple, please. Answer uh. comment. I guess they run out of ideas for the Ridge of and Wild Growth. It's like, what, seven expansions with the Ridge of and Wild Growth set bonuses? <laughs> I can see how you you can't like make new ones, but tying those to Apple is kind of... Eh. 
I, I'm a big fan of, of the flow aspect, so I, I kind of differ here, but I would like for to the proc to make flow heal everybody inside of it instead of oh, yeah. just whoever it would normally Maybe heal. they can add the, like, so that flow make becomes bigger when you proc it. That, that would be, be cool. neat too, yeah. Yeah, Maybe I think... I wonder if there's some, like, if it'd be too game-breaking, but I kind of feel like the the huge 400% more multiplicative jump on Eflo looks neat, but it still is only going to heal up to three people every time it ticks, based on your haste. Like, it's not yeah. going to, you're in a 20-man raid group, it's not a huge deal. If it had, like, the same base healing, but when it, when you empowered it, it healed everyone every tick, that would be neat. Because that would, I think, have more, that would have more gameplay in it than right now, or just like you're hoping. And it, it... Yeah. There is also the I forgot to mention that when you use your artifact ability, it actually doesn't speed up the Spring Blossoms healing, and Spring Blossoms doesn't scale with haste at all. No. That is kind of weird. That is a pretty weird interaction considering the cultivation which is also another talent hot scales with haste and gets sped up by the essence that's a weird one because uh, essentially the same thing one just procs off of you know regi Germ and germination and one procs off of eflo but yeah. i guess the reasoning might be that spring blossoms actually scales with haste like the the amount of spring blossoms you can get scales with haste like the faster your athletics the more spring True. blossoms you get True. so it would be double dipping but the the pathway doesn't work with essence of ganyer that is like, really weird fair enough it'll be, be really fun i think to watch you know, like most of your raids only get spring blossoms for sure yes that would be i think really neat um but yeah well you it wouldn't uh affect it at all I mean the the hot portion of portion of the spring blossoms, like when no, you already no, have. I, hot. I mean, mm. if they change the uh, change the design to be it heals everybody in the circle. Yeah. Okay. Then spring blossoms would have been redesigned, I guess. We uh, we talked about the mage tower a little earlier in the show. I don't want to get people salty, but Torty two shot it. So the comment about. Do you think it was harder for Resto Druids? I mean, not everyone's forty, I think, but <laughs> I think it was easier for us Druids actually. Mm. Like we have so many tools to survive and to do damage, to heal multiple targets at the same time, compared to other specs. I really struggled on my Holy Paladin and Holy Priest, but they're like thirteen to fifteen item levels lower and like five traits less. Yeah. So, how about? How about in raids? How about Leaf first on this one. What are your preferred healer team members? Like if you're on a four-man healing squad, because four is what they should be balancing around, what other three healers would you prefer to be with you? Be just me and I guess a misweaver? <laughs> I said four! <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, uh, I guess... Um, the, the new hotness, I guess, is double uh, Holy Pally, double Resto. Not together, but either double Holy Pally or double Resto Druid. Um, and sometimes together. But, um, I, I guess it, I'd find, I would be fine with either double Holy Pally and another Resto Druid. I'm, I'm a big fan of two Resto Druids, honestly. Um, besides that, you can just mix and match. A Holy Priest is, is pretty good. 
uh, pretty great right now, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no. Basically, and you can't not have a shaman. So uh, shaman. <laughs> yeah. The holy trinity. The holy trinity would be holy paladin, rest of shaman, rest of druid, and then you add whatever, like another rest of druid, another holy paladin, mistweaver monk. If you are feeling particularly crazy, or if you want to rank, since they're not doing healing. Yeah, it's tough. I think the way the game is sort of built right now, Restoration Shaman is almost like needs to be in because they have so many cooldowns. They have Ascendance, they have AG, they have SLT, they have Healing Tide Totem, they have they have double just regular Healing Stream Totem. They have so many things <laughs> that... APT, the biggest one. The ancestral yeah. protection. Oh yeah, totem. yeah, Onk totem. Yep, they have, they have so many. Their toolkit is funny. When I use ERT to track all my raid cooldowns in the top left column, the only column usually is just for the rest of Shaman, like nine things. And if he doesn't in the raid, just like this huge empty block. And then when he, he switches back to Resto, it just so many, so many things, so many things. Uh, I think the other question that I had was. There was a battle res question that was brought up in Discord that if you're watching this live right now and you have questions for shows coming up in the future, you can join the Final Boss TV Discord, not as a sub, you can just join as a as a regular viewer. You can only talk in the general chat, but every episode that's coming up on the Friday or Saturday before the episode goes live on Sunday, I ping that chat and ask if you have questions for the upcoming shows, helps me make these this little nitty-gritty section toward the end and make sure I talk about things that people are curious about. So you can check that out. Link is in the channel guide. But the question was about battle reses and how it's on Warlock, Druid, and Death Knight right now. Outside of, you know, Ankh, Totem, or whatever. Do you think there should be, like, a battle res item? Like, because drums exist, so you can always use Hero. It's a slightly weaker version of Heroism or Time Warp or, or whatnot, but should there be a battle res item, you think? Or is it still fine that it's only on three in the game. I guess that would make the Mythic Plus a bit weird if you give that item to everyone in the group. So if you want to make Mythic Plus combat dresses just like raid ones, so they're like, uh, what's it called? The shared cooldown, then I guess it would work, but otherwise I don't see that happening. Yeah, that, that's really the only... In raids, I could care less. It doesn't cost right, any mana. Right, it doesn't even consume global. It's, 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 actually it's, just, it's sort of like... It's just sort of a boss... Or a raid mechanic. Yep. That we just have the key to. Um, but it's to me, it's irrelevant. Uh, but in Mythic Plus, that would like, change the dynamics pretty pretty hard. I think it, it, would, it would keep it a little more on even footing because... If you do Mythic Plus and you get like a DK tank and a Resto Druid healer or like a Boomkin in your group, you have so much more recovery for whoopsies, especially if you're pushing high keys right now. And the higher key you push up to 30 is so much artifact power right now. It's, I got like 13 million last week. It's insane. Just from my 15 I did. So, but if you don't go with any battle reses in Mythic Plus and you, you, you whoopsie, or you get like globaled by like one attack sometimes, then you wipe. So I do. I did wonder about that. It'd be interesting if, if there was some battle res item. If you would introduce like a shared terminal cooldown combo dress, then I guess yes, I wouldn't mind. But other than that, it just kind of waters down that mechanic a bit. Hmm. 
I don't want. I don't think like every, every ability should be available to everyone. Well, no, of course not. But I mean, it sort of takes away a little bit of the value of the classes that have it. But I, I, I don't. Mm -hmm. I'm not super invested in that. I mean, okay. I don't want to skip over your question, uh, Pazan, but that's definitely a Discordish question. But uh, I think the last one, this is the flavory one, it's a good one uh, that Northern Man brings up, is that would you rather have your own DPS rotation that had spells that made sense for Resto? His suggestion is like whipping thorny vines, because you essentially just, you're just like a, a crappy boomkin. Right? Yes. I would love that. I actually really enjoy that hybrid feel that you shift into cat form. Mm -hmm. DPS there, then you put dots in cast form, then you go back to the cat form. I, I definitely love uh, the affinity system this expansion. I just yeah. don't like that it's flavor a little bit flavorless. Um, they kind of rest of but you are a smaller version of everything else by like a pretty big degree. Yeah. If they had a bit like a couple more abilities, like the um, balance affinity actually had hurricane, or we had it baseline. I don't remember. It was awesome back then. Um, yeah. yeah. And then they removed huge. it. It actually made know. balance, like just in general, so much better for five minutes because you could really pull some numbers. Mm. And then they removed that. Well, you can pull some numbers as feral right yeah. now as well. If you don't go full mastery for five minutes. Does that. Does your mastery affect. Doesn't affect anything you do in feral? No, does just it just. Mastery doesn't increase your damage. So right. I don't run any, any mastery in five minutes, like as little as I can. How about a closing question here? If you've looked forward to Tomb of Sargeras for trinkets, is there any trinkets that are on the horizon that look really good? That's always no. a weird point. Are there any that you've you've looked at that are like, oh? Yeah, there is actually a spreadsheet made by a, a guy in the General Hospital Discord oh. for all the classes you can get if you manage to get your set weights and plug it in. You can get the rankings of the trinkets. But right now, they seem really underwhelming. And in the latest mm. uh, PTR, they buffed all the trinkets. Some of the trinkets re received like a ridiculous buff, like 1,000% healing increase or something, because the numbers were so low, and okay. they're still pretty garbage. Like, the trinkets are really bad there. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope they change them a bit. Some of them seem interesting, and some of them just even... Even if they were buffed, they would be bad. Like, there is one that just channels a heal on, on the tank. Like, results only a limited amount of healing you can do on single target. So that trinket will just always stay, stay bad, no matter how high the numbers are. Yeah. Yeah. None of them seem to have, like... I, I think right now it's mostly a number issue, but I feel like that's endemic of the whole expansion. If it's not a stat stick and it's a proc or use, it's... Generally weaker than what stats give you. Well, they Maybe can always make those proc trinkets. trinkets. They can always make those proc trinkets, like, do more healing. Like, they buffed the Ancient Priestess and it's now competitive. Even though it's essentially just, like, the same formula as the healing proc trinkets. Yeah. yeah. That's the weird part about it. Uh, I almost wonder if they should just take that... that big step, right? I know it'll have some outcry... But the, the the strength of these stat sticks, Arcano Crystal or any just like, you know, primary stat, secondary stat, stat stick, they're almost, they're way too good because they are just more stats. 
and the way that they're itemized, that their value budget does still seem too high. Because when there are either on-use trinkets, which historically on-use trinkets have always had usually the most impact because they have to be used by the player, they need timing windows, they need certain lineups, right? It's a conscious decision to use a on-use trinket. And there's like RPPM or the old school one where they would just have like your, you know, procs per minute kind of thing. And now we have the real procs per minute, you know, hay scaling and whatever. Those you kind of can't really play around too much, but you, you know, Whispers in the Dark, for example, for casters, definitely have the biggest weak auras when that procs and then they go blah. But the stat sticks, there's no diminishing return. It's always affecting everything you do. And that's probably too good. Especially now because you can just farm them. And right now, once you get the Nether Shard bonus, Nether Shard farming, gamble that crap, get a ton of Nether Shards, buy a ton of Relinquished tokens, and get like super high level stat sticks right now on the Relinquished token vendor. Really strong for everyone, essentially. And, and you know, it's a little bit regrettable. I mean, prox trinkets for healers already have a massive problem of parking when you don't want them to. And being very hit or switch, very hit or miss, but when you count up the average like per second bonus to be less than a stat stick, it's right. just like, what is the point? Yep, it's tough. But anything else you want to leave the restoration druid community a little, a little treant soapbox time? If you got anything for them, Torty, if you want to close out with yeah. anything for, can I close out with the please remove darkness wisdom? Some of the other raid cooldowns and oh, inner no. raids. <laughs> Please remove them. What you don't like? You don't like uh, the the combo of SLT and darkness, and then uh, it does more healing together than you could do with the entire fight. You don't like that? No, I don't <laughs> like that. Darkness, rallying cry, SLT, blessing of wisdom, and inner raids are in the game at all. Hmm. Especially wisdom. Wisdom is just out of control. Somebody's not getting love from the pally. We don't yeah. have a red pally. Oh, uh. that's why. <laughs> it's so it's so funny that that you bring that up. I don't want to keep going because no, no, we're definitely just, at we're definitely at time. It's just but. objectively really strong. Like oh, blessing of wisdom increases your mana region by like twelve percent around that 11 mm -hmm. 12 percent. It's because when 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 the the greater blessings were in the game in beta. I had said, okay, Wisdom is meh, and Kings is meh. Blessing of Might, way too powerful, too manipulatable on certain classes, like executing in like Fury Warriors, for example, because the damage it does snapshots the damage you deal. So it's it's way too strong on certain classes, and it's really crappy on others. So lo and behold, Blessing of Might, gone. And now, because they only have Wisdom and Kings, we're like, hmm, Wisdom. That's really strong now. Curious. They, they gave the healers buff that that as strong as might, and they used the justification to remove might because it was like outside of the paladin's throughput. It's like the same reason. Why is it there? Yeah. Let's remove it. It's yep. not even interacting with red paladins in any way. Like they don't care. What about you, Leaf? You have any uh, treant soapbox out here for the the rest of druids, the other your fellow broccoli men that are out there? Any? I, I'm in Feral Fury right now, and I, I'm still using old spell effects, and that's unacceptable. Oh, that's what you want changed. 
That's so weird. You have not to not to like make you have to be a, a dumb dumb, but you have the new models, right? The new models are you don't have them toggled off, right? That shouldn't be an Wait, issue. Wait, we got new models? I What expansion was this? What year is it? I'm gonna Okay. So I assume I don't know, it could be a, a cache issue. Maybe dump your cache and then restart it and see if that fixes it. That's a one I mean, anyone else in chat has the same issue. That's that's funny. But uh, I'll give that a shot, but I feel like in this expansion, everybody's dumped their cash like 90 times already. Yeah. Well, I came up in chat earlier about how Resto's Balance Affinity's Lunar Strike doesn't have the new graphic where it like actually hits everything. That didn't get updated either. So there's definitely some... This is not on just your situation. There's definitely a couple of divides there, it seems like. so. But I think that's going to do it for the Restoration Druid show. I'm going to slam down this, this closing song button and we'll wrap this up. So thank you all so much for watching and tuning in today and listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or watching on YouTube. If you've missed the whole show and you're watching on YouTube right now, hello. All the shows go up on YouTube. Link is down below the stream or, of course, the, the playlists on YouTube. You can check those out there. But around the table, real quick, there's Leaf. You can go bother him in Discord. Check out all the work that they're doing with the Leaflet add-on coming in the future. You can go poke him at Discord at Leaf. Thank you for being on the show today, sir. It was a pleasure. Pleasure's mine. And there's Torty. You can go check out his huge, ridiculous Google documents and other tools and things. You can also go bother him on his Twitch stream at Torty's. Just put a Y on the end. But thank you as well for your time today, sir. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Next week, Feral Druids. Details on who's going to be on the show coming out on Twitter and Facebook for the next couple of days. Again, links down below the stream if you want to follow the social medias and be up to date on those. And then Guardian Druid will be the last Sunday of the month. It's like the last day of the month, too, isn't it? So that'll be the Druid history month show so feral next then guardian then there'll be a week off to prep for the next section of shows after the guardian druid show has been live there'll be a poll coming out on twitter where you get to vote on the next few shows that are coming out so if you want to be part of what you want to see next go follow the show on twitter thank you again everyone for watching trust in your seal of artifact power because that's really what it's good for now who cares about loot talk about the artifact power right Thank you again for watching and listening and tuning in. And we will see you all next week. <gasps> bye. Bye, bye, bye. You guys can't wave. I'll wave with both hands because they can't see me. Right. Because you guys are both just still images. So, yeah. Okay, bye. Thanks.